Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of the Tech Chit Chat Show. My name is Ken. You can find me on Northern Viking Everyday and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Loney, on YouTube and 8-Bit Warrior on Twitter. Good day, Stephen. Happy Tuesday to you, Ken. Happy Tuesday. Is it raining there? Um, overcast, but it looks dry enough, so normal well, Vancouver kind of day, so... I was watching the news this morning and it said that you're going to be getting a lot of rain over the next 24 hours. So put on your galoshes, pull out your rubber dinghy and get ready. Isn't that like rubber boots? I've never heard the word galoshes. Galoshes? Okay, well, (laughs) maybe I'm older than you. Is that a Swedish word that I don't know about? (laughs) No, it's it's an old sailing term. (laughs) Sure. For all the years you spent at sea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few at sea memories, but they're in like a 12-foot aluminum boat, not, <laughs> not nothing behind the helm of a <laughs> ship. <laughs> awesome. You're doing well today then? Yeah, doing well. Even if there's rain, well, that's normal here, so. Well, that's good. I'm inside good. anyway. We're, it's not like we're outside, so. No. Good, right? We should do this outside one time. Record at the at the park. <laughs> All right. No, not not until maybe the summer. Let's let's wait. <laughs> the <please>. summer. <laughs> we'll we can be like those. We want to be like those newscasters that go into the storm or like reporting here from you know. We'll do a live know. stream at Best Buy or something. Yeah, if they don't kick us out on location. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Well, we have a good show lined up for you today. We are going to talk. I don't even know what to call it. Facebook meta, meta Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to talk Microsoft <laughs> with Android apps. We've got, we're going to talk two hat. You're all wondering what that is. DDR five and my favorite that I'm so lost about DD. No, I don't even know how to say it. Five D store, five D storage. So not, not two D's five D's. Yeah. Five D storage. I like I've been have you ever been to like Disneyland or Universal Studios? No, I'm sorry. No. No. Well, they have like these 4D adventures. Like I remember the one at Universal Studios, it was like Shrek and 4D. It was like a seat you were in, it sprayed water at you, it shook, and you were wearing glasses. So we're we're going beyond 4D. We're going into 5D today for storage so it's just storage i don't think there's like a missed show going on with well i hope there is because <laughs> otherwise it's just a lot of talk <laughs> <laughs> i want to get sprayed with water when i use this 5d storage yeah you open up the box and you get like this whole experience <laughs> I... confetti confetti blows out at you oh that's just the, that's just the start well let's just roll right into it facebook they rebranded as meta Mm -hmm. i'm really i think a lot of people are confused by this i was yeah because from my understanding it's the company of facebook that's rebranding as meta not the facebook app or instagram or whatsapp that's correct. Um, it's the actual company. And I say people are confused about this because I watched the news this morning and the day this happened. And the news in Vancouver says, follow us on Meta. 
Oh, they fell for it. They fell for it. So, yeah. um, I think people are really confused when, like, the biggest news source in Vancouver is saying follow us on, on yeah. Meta. Yeah. Um, it's still follow us on Facebook. It yes. should be. Yes. But Meta is the company... Holding it all take, together. Holding Hold. it all together. Yeah. 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 So, uh, that tells me there's a lot of confusion. And still today... This is a few days after this was announced. It still said, follow us on Meta. So I think there is definitely some confusion here. Yeah. So Facebook, the company, not the app, from my understanding, is called, is called has changed their name to Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, to, because they're going after the Metaverse. And... Um, there's this big, long hour plus video you can watch about the metaverse from uh, Zucker oh, Zuckerberg. Is that his name? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Buc- Zuckerberg. Mark um, talking Zuckerberg. About- <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Um, it's actually I I kind of skimmed through it. There's actually some interesting stuff. It's definitely, you know, what this whole thing reminds me of. <laughs> no. Remember the PlayStation Three home. when a PlayStation Home? Yes. When I watch all his stuff there, it reminds me of PlayStation Home. Do you, you know what? Do you know what I remember from PlayStation Home? You can go bowling with your friends, but you can wait in virtual lines for those bowling alleys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, go, this is great. You can go stand by the fountain and dance <laughs> as you wait for your bowling line to free up, and you're yeah. just jigging out there. <laughs> Yeah, I think both of us used it a couple of times, and then it's like, okay, I'm bored, waiting in line. It's coming back to me now, waiting for bowling alleys, and then laying down a bubble machine that blew bubbles everywhere, and you're just like, (laughs) that was actually, I kind of miss it, to be honest. Yeah. And Uh, (laughs) and what was the other one? Um, Second Life. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, is it still a thing? I believe it's still a thing. Yeah, I don't know about it much but apparently it actually is a, a, a community that exists and thrives i think yeah so that's totally what this reminds me of i mean they're trying to make it more immersive where you can get into have meetings and um do all your your stuff i don't even with ar vr um right. all sorts of stuff so this isn't out yet it's something they're developing and there isn't a timeline for it but that's their plan is to move into this metaverse thing. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it besides a metaverse thing. So I didn't, I didn't watch this presentation. I skimmed through just quick parts of it. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 there's a man by the name of John Carmack who, who um, is working on the Oculus tech and stuff. for. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big name behind, like, if you know the game, I think he worked on... Again, like the original Wolfenstein. You know the Wolfenstein 3D? Yeah. He was the guy who made the the code to make it efficiently run in 3D on those old okay. systems. So he's yeah. the guy actually behind um, some of the uh, VR st- headset. And I remember talking uh, with a friend of mine, Cody, if you're watching, I think you'll remember this, that apparently John Carmack is really like, this has been kind of a dream of his to get like this really like connected like VR, AR alternate reality thing going on so as i see this i feel like this is like john carmack's dream coming to life as he worked now it kind of makes sense why he moved over to meta to work for them years ago um 
I'm not totally sold. Like, I don't know. Part of it, I think a lot of people share the thing that it's kind of cool, but also could be kind of creepy. Like yeah. this. Uh, the stuff that creeped me out. Okay, so you know what Peloton is, right? The bike. Like, it's a, a bike where you, there's a screen on it where you can. And people video. yell at you? Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, in that video, there's someone doing, like, um, exercises or stretching with, like, this, like, it looked like a human-sized, um, what would you call it? Who's the person that helps you at the gym? Like, a uh, coach. Fitness trainer? Fitness trainer doing, yeah. helping you do, like a VR full-size like person doing the stretches and showing you how to do them right there in front of you. So, so clearly, so, no, so another yelling at you in full life person, not like into the video screen. Like you're, you're there. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I, I don't know. I, I'm just not there yet. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, is this a real person behind this hologram or is it a fake person? Can they see me? Yeah. <laughs> You know, what I could see happening, too, is, like, even, like, like theme parks could maybe try to get into this, too, and, and set up virtual theme park sets and things. Yeah. So you can visit your favorite characters from shows and stuff, and it's still kind of... It's hard to wrap my mind around it. Like, if I'm if I'm actually on there, do I have to comb my hair? Or can they see <laughs> me? That's what I'm worried about. Can they see me? <laughs> You like, do I have prob- to put on a nice shirt for my business meeting, or can I go in my pajamas? And you could just, like, overlay different clothing. and Yeah. Because Mark Zuckerberg changed his clothes before he went in the meeting virtually in that video. So Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm so confused. Now, do I have to buy virtual clothes, too, as well as regular clothes? Do we have to wait for bowling alleys? Yeah. I want to go bowling with you. In the metaverse? In the metaverse. And lays down some bubble machines and dance. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm so confused. All right. Time to move on. Facebook rebrands as metaverse. Interesting. Not as metaverse, just as meta. Rebrands as, as meta. meta. As meta. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting it all wrong now. We're so confused. Okay. Good on you. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Android apps on Windows 11. So this is something that was originally announced that when Windows 11 was coming that you would be allowed to use Android apps on Windows 11. Um, I have one of my computers on Windows 11. I'm loving it so far. But the Android portion of it did not come out kind of on launch day. But now, let's pull this up here. Um, they've, they've announced, um, you can start testing it. So if you're part of the, um, preview with a preview version, um, they're allowing beta testers to use this feature. There's 50 Mm -hmm. apps currently. So the way this is going to work, um, from my understanding is once it's up and rolling, it's going to be the, I'm not going to say all the apps, but the apps will come from the Amazon app store. And those will be allowed to run natively in Windows 11, which is, I'm really quite excited about this because there are some amazing apps that are, let's even call them free or low cost that you would have to pay hundreds of dollars to get something equivalent um, as a desktop Desktop. program. Right. And 
uh, I'm just excited. Or, and I shouldn't even say that. There, a lot of them are just simplified apps that do 99% of what most people would need to do. Right. Um, so I'm excited for that because I think there's just a lot of uses. It'll allow you to easily maybe post to Instagram from your computer or different things like that that have you've had to do workarounds in the past to do. So um, right. I think this is a great thing that they're moving into um, testing this for sure. And I'm sure it'll be rolling along shortly for more people. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on this, Stephen? Is, is Android apps on a computer something that... I know you don't have Windows 11 yet, but um, something that you would be excited to use? I wouldn't say excited to use, but it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Even even so, even running Android apps on a Windows device isn't new because there's ways. There's ways. I, I mean, as a developer, developing uh, software games on for Android devices, I've, I'm yep. used to already having like an emulator and to like, mm-hmm. um, and having stuff running on Windows. Uh, but of course, that means like having to install the whole emulator. Um, you basically have to run. You you have to emulate a whole like Android OS to emulate an app or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've even heard of like I think there's people who are even like playing PUBG Mobile on computer because it was easier to run than okay. than full PUBG. So there's kind of like I think already this isn't like hugely like it's kind of exp- like I think they're kind of taking that and they're streamlining it and they're just making it talk better with Windows and having all the things kind of now talk to each other and stripping mm-hmm. out things that aren't needed. So it makes sense. Um, so I'm not excited about it, but I I think it's good. And I think it's a thing that they worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I think it's yeah. more of a product productivity thing, um, yeah. and the seamless. Because so many things, I jump over to my phone to do them, and even when I'm working on my computer, and I'd rather just quickly do it on my computer. So, um, yeah, I think for me, that's where it makes sense. Well, even even like at a very basic level, it's like, hey, there's like one game that I like on Android, for example, I just want to play on there. You could download it, play it on your computer, and you don't have to like actually go on. Like, there are certain things that, yeah, if you even have just like one or two apps that are really essential to you, and you can now put them like just on your computer, you don't have to be going through these hoops to use them. Um, now, I would say, I wouldn't say they're running natively. Um, it's still being run through like I think like a virtual machine kind of setup um, through the Hyper V, whatever it's called. So it's still like kind of like a yeah like a virtual machine kind of package, but it's meant to all okay. tie. So it's probably still going to be like I think emulating um, uh, what's it called? What's the chipset? Anyways, it kind of left me. But it's still probably I think it's still probably going to be emulating through a virtual machine. But then but all those things are going to be now talking to Windows. Windows is going to be set up to know how to receive messages like so notifications will show up in windows from the app you can alt tab between them and you can like yeah. copy and paste between them so you it, can you can pin them in your start menu different things like yeah that, so yeah so there's still like this technically like a separation but windows now knows how to like talk to it and uh i think it's good i think mm-hmm. it's a good thing so. yeah no i'm excited about it um it's definitely something that i'll i'll use for sure so all right, we're going to keep moving on. I'm just getting over a uh, cold, so my throat is already tickling me here. So we're <laughs> going we're gonna to keep moving. Um, Microsoft acquires Two Hat. 
So more news from Microsoft. If you're not sure what Two Hat is, this is actually kind of cool. So um, sorry about that. I hope hopefully my <laughs> cough button works. It works. Um, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so Microsoft acquires Two Hat, a moderation company. Um, that helps keep Xbox clean. So apparently, um, Two Hat is like they'll help moderate, from my understanding, different words and things that come up um, using, like in Xbox and other other companies use them as well. But it's something that um, Microsoft they've been working with Microsoft for several years now. But Microsoft acquired them, and I know. Microsoft has been trying to acquire many companies over the last mm -hmm. while, Discord, um, mm -hmm. different companies, and they went ahead and bought Two Hat. So the cool thing about this is Two Hat is from the town here where I live in Kelowna, British Columbia. And um, so it'll be interesting to see if Microsoft sets up an office here. Where I live here in Kelowna, British Columbia, it's a smaller town, about three, four hours outside of Vancouver. Um, it's a little bit of a tech hub here. So Disney has a studio here. They bought um, Club Penguin back in the day. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of tech companies here in Kelowna. And this is just another example of, of a company here mm -hmm. that was bought by one of the giants. Mm -hmm. um, your thoughts on this, Stephen? Yeah, now if I'm correct, you brought up Club Penguin. If I'm correct, I think this tech may have its roots actually in Club Penguin. Like, I know, I, like when you go to um, their website, Two Hats mm -hmm. website, and look at about our story. Um, so it says the former lead developer, a developer on the safety and security elements from Club Penguin, right. um, started it. So, right, uh, Chris Preeb, I think it says. Yeah. So. So anyone who's played Club Penguin is probably already familiar with this technology, because uh, when because they they had a very high um, standard for security, because they had a kids online program, mm -hmm. and uh, it's very filtered and very moderated. Um, so yeah, anyone who grew up playing Club Penguin will already be used to the technology, like at least in the earlier forms of the technology. Yeah. Um, and I know, and I believe that Chris Preeb, this is, I think it's been in like his focus and forte for like since that time. And I think it's probably only gotten better. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah. yeah. So um, it says he founded it in 2012. So it has been around for nine years yeah. um, for quite a while. So yeah. Good and on that, them. Yeah. For... Founded in 2012, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was even stuff before that he was already starting. And um, mm -hmm. so, Yeah. Yeah, this is. I I have mixed so it's in, maybe the same weird, but I have mixed feelings about. So with that said, I'm actually so hear me out. I'm glad that Microsoft didn't buy Discord. Because I actually don't want this technology in Discord. That might seem weird, okay. but I actually don't because I was digging a little, going into things, realizing okay, so the technology will be able to. They want to be able to use it. Makes sense why Microsoft wants it. They're even getting, they want to get to the point where it can even on the fly in Xbox Live chat rooms and stuff, it can detect when someone's going to swear or something and then bleep things mm -hmm. out and stuff. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And it would make sense. 
Um, but, and so it can detect, and they also want, to, so here's where I get a little bit concerned. It also needs, they also want to use it to detect hate speech and stuff. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And there's places for that, but I actually don't want Discord to be, for example, Discord has nothing to do with this, but if Microsoft had bought it, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have any hint that there's a technology now listening to conversations on Discord I have looking for hate speech. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be red flagged for anything. I want to be able to talk freely and have communities that talk freely and I don't mm-hmm. want any hidden moderation. So yeah. it may sound like well, what a, where is there a conflict here? One sense of tech is cool, another sense if if a company's political agenda is going opposite to mine and now they're now listening to me, I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of I don't want so that's where I'm actually thankful now Discord is not dealing with Microsoft. And it's like I don't want hidden moderation tools checking. Yeah for policies that are against their stuff and being like, your community is not because some. so. Well, and I'm in no way saying, um, to hat or Microsoft is doing this, but then it goes down the whole road of, are they recording you different things like that as well? Not even if they're recording, are they flagging you? They don't have yeah. to record you. It's just like, and now it's like this community is getting secretly flagged. And then one day, like, I just like, I'm not too paranoid about it, but it's like, it just makes me like in one sense the tech is cool and it makes sense for communities where they need moderation and it's hard to do but as long as it stays out of communities that don't want it like yeah i just don't want it i want to self-moderate i want a community to have my own moderators and i want the risk of having yeah. i want the risk of being hated i want the risk of seeing stuff and not having it hidden from me yeah oh, and, the, and those are communities that you choose to join whereas yeah. On the Xbox, it's more of a public community. You don't have a yeah. choice of who. If you're playing, I don't know, whatever game yeah. on the Xbox, you don't have a choice of who's in your, your chat necessarily. And a prime example for Microsoft is like, and they'll probably be using it for Minecraft. And there's a lot of kids on Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And they want to keep that free of controversy. So, yeah. and those kind of things. But it's just, it makes sense in areas. But that's where I'm glad Discord doesn't have Microsoft now because if Microsoft was trying to put that in the discord now it's kind of like yeah and I think the discord community as a whole doesn't want moderation they want Mm -hmm. self-moderation so anyway that's just that's a side thing yeah uh, there but uh, regardless I think it's a nice successful story that Microsoft did buy two hat for um, a company like this from my local town so it's a nice uh, little story there any idea how much they paid for it did you get any wind of that Owen um, it doesn't say. It says undis- undisclosed. So. Undisclosed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, more than a dollar. <laughs> more than a dollar. Thanks, kid. More than a dollar. <laughs> more than a couple dollars, I'm sure. Yeah, two dollars. <laughs> a couple hats. A two dollar bill. Yeah. Um. All right, let's roll on. <laughs> DDR5 pricing. So DDR5 is coming your way. If you're building a new PC, this might be something to think about. Um, Apparently the new generation of Alder Lake processors, Intel processors will be coming to a store near you. And apparently they're supposed to support DDR5 RAM. Um, So they are saying DDR5 RAM is expected to be 50 to 60% higher than DDR4 RAM. Right. Where in, but they are expecting over, I think, uh, what was it? 
the next two to three years or something like that for it to yeah. kind of come down to yeah. meet parody. So yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the one <laughs> we were I, I we should have talked about in the new processors this week, but um Meh. we'll have to do that another time. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're actually kind of cool, but yeah. Well, maybe next week. Um what are your thoughts on DDR5 RAM? Minute. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still have DDR3 RAM. I do. So I'm running DDR3. I actually have DDR3 RAM on the computer I'm on right now, too. So Yeah. So for, for tons of tasks, even DDR3 is still fine. Um, I actually run my DDR3, though, in quad channel. So it's actually closer to DDR4 in speed and reality. But most people aren't running quad channel. Uh, it's The DDR5, it's kind of like, again, it's that technology that it's coming out. And they, mm-hmm. they, they, they want to get it in production at some point, And it's normal for it to be higher. It's fine. <laughs> I don't like. I I don't see. So with the thing with the new with the new Intel um, processors, they will still some motherboards will still be doing DDR4 though. Not all are going to be DDR5. Okay. So the new processors will support DDR4 or DDR5, and so I imagine that there will still be quite a few boards still just doing DDR4 just because of so, cost reasons. Do you think there'll be any? Is it possible for boards to run either DDR4 or DDR5, or will it be specific? This generation, if I read correctly, no. Okay. I actually do have an old, old board that was able to do DDR2 and DDR3. I think at one, I found that really weird, but like, I think, I don't know how it's possible. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong on that one. But anyway, this one will not be able to run DDR4 or 5. I think they said that the motherboard manufacturer has to pick one. Okay. So I, I would venture to say that most will probably pick DDR4 except for high-end boards because yeah they need affordability and DDR4 is still fast so yeah I don't, and yeah. I think it'll probably be a year or two before you see it all coming out on almost everything and because of latency so there's more than just there's more than just straight bandwidth on on the chip like the megahertz like 40 100 megahertz it's fast like the total width of your road so to speak mm-hmm. but the the latency of the quickness of the signal I think is still faster like so for gaming, DDR4, I could be wrong, but DDR4 might be still a better choice or very close in performance. Like it's not worth the price difference. Um, yeah. When you consider latency timings are probably still not super tight on the DDR5. Um, I just, yeah, I think unless you have a specific specific um, software requirement that really eats uh, bandwidth, like some, I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't think DDR5 is worth it right now. I mean, because I mean, as you know, you've been running DDR3 in the, on the computer. You were doing lots of video editing, even on a DDR3 mm-hmm. system, and you were getting yeah. high. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's good, but I guess just new, just new technology, like everything, and that comes out at more expensive I prices. See, I don't see any RGB on this RAM here, so you know it's got to be slower. That's the sixty percent more cost. The <laughs> RGB, the RGB one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I did buy RGB RAM. You did. I like, I like it actually. And I, I was surprised I didn't take you the type to buy RGB RAM, and then you're like, all the I actually, RGB. <laughs> I actually have another RGB fan to install too. I was hoping to do that today. You have a problem. Get help. <laughs> okay, but I don't do like all the fancy dancy like a hundred colors. I have it like set to my 
favorite sports team's colors. That's true. That's like, true. And that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm like not I'm not doing like pink and yellow and purple and like it looks like a level from Mario. I'm doing like <laughs> <laughs> the cloud level from Mario. It's like it's like sports team kind of colors are it's very low key. Tasteful. Tasteful. Yeah, tasteful RGB. Tasteful RGB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, let's talk about something that I'm totally lost in. I'm excited about this. I like this. More than DDR. Spray me with confetti. 5D laser storage is going to be <laughs> available not at a retailer near you anytime soon. Probably not. Let's bring so, this up. I'll let you talk about this. I'll let you just take it take it from here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I perfectly understand it. 5D storage, in a nutshell, it doesn't write fast, but it has tons of storage. Um, so, yeah, as this article headlines here from uh, Tom's Hardware, mentions that it has like 10,000 times the density of Blu-ray. Like, that's a lot of storage. So, like, on this... I think it was saying five ter- five hundred terabytes. Yeah, I think maybe maybe that maybe that image there is the example. Like that would be yeah. able to hold like five hundred terabytes, which yeah. is a lot of data. Um, so they're doing this by using a laser and writing to basically glass and like in voxels, like in three D space. So they're using like yeah, I know this. It's a little bit beyond the average person, including myself, I'm not able to really fully understand it, but they're using the dimensions of the glass and they're using different elements of like even the direction or something. And they're able to use that as another like binary source. So there's like five dimensions then of data they're able to read to compact the storage. So using, yeah. So it's, it's a complex, it's a complex system and it works. And but it only writes, in this article it mentions, they're only able to write up to like 230 kilobytes per second, which is very slow compared to modern stuff, but fast enough for mm-hmm. plenty of tasks. So, Well, and they're talking about it would be great for backup storage for yeah. libraries or museums, things like that, yeah. where they don't need to access it quickly, but yeah. they need to store lots of stuff. Yeah. So. Like, it'd be terrible for security camera systems and stuff like that. Like, it just wouldn't, like, you need, but for anything that doesn't need to be, like, super fast written, you can wait. Um, It's great. Like, say that, so say, for example, you had just, like, old hard drives of old backed up footage. Mm -hmm. You don't need, you can just leave a writing and you can set it to, you could write, let's say, 100 terabytes of footage, you could write it to this thing and leave it. And later when you need, if you need to get those back later, yeah, it's perfect. It's like an archival medium. Mm-hmm. Um, th- what I didn't see mentioned though is how fast it's able to read, and I didn't find that information from at least from this article. No. Uh, so, if if the read speed is decent, like I'd be curious because if the read speed is decent, that's a bigger deal in my books. Well, um, I it said that the the design or they can design a system that can fill the same five hundred terabyte in a mere sixty days. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot of data. Yeah. And if it's just for archival purposes, that's fine. It's okay. Mm. And I, I think who would be really interested in this is actually um, 
uh, in, a, in a previous episode, we were talking about how tape was still being used as archival as an archival medium. Yes. And so, so for example, say on YouTube, say that there was like a million terabytes of video of like cat videos that weren't accessed for like a year. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say there was like all these cat videos, like a hundred. Say there's a million terabytes, but they were like never accessed in like a year. So they want to keep them in case. So that if somebody does happen to watch that cat video randomly, it can then pull it from the archival. It would need to be fast enough still to... To read it. To read it. Yeah. So that's where backing up the writing doesn't matter. But as long as it's quick enough to to read it. I was even watching, and I think they're already doing this to a degree, because I watched somebody's video of like their... um, their portfolio and it had very few views and it was like five or six years old. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I was watching their, um, I forget what it's called, their videos of what the work they've done on, I noticed that it was taking like five to 10 seconds for the video to buffer. To oh, start. interesting. So what I think may have happened is that I think YouTube may have had it in an archival um, backup. And then because I was like a, the random person that showed up, I think yeah. it was then pulling it to a more faster medium. And now it may keep it in the faster medium for the next like year or something. Yeah. So this kind of storage, even for companies like YouTube, could be a pretty big deal. Well, and maybe they store... That's an interesting concept, that mm-hmm. they might store stuff that's getting watched at a quicker access. Yeah, they keep that on like the faster mediums. And mm-hmm. if something has been watched for five years, they can back it up on the slower stuff, something like this. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it might turn into someone having to wait five to ten seconds longer for the video to buffer because you're the first person to watch it in five years. Yeah. And that's a reasonable... Because most... Most YouTube content's being watched frequently. There's new articles and new things, and that stays in yeah. the fast medium. But for those random one-off videos, you know, so. A cat yeah. video from 2012. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those things don't need to be in their fast storage. And if somebody has to wait five seconds for the buffer, whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, it's cool tech. And yeah. also to mention, they tested it out, and it was 100% accurate in reading back the data. So it's still experimental, but they were able to get high accuracy in the readout, which is good news. It is pretty cool, and it is it does baffle my mind that you can store stuff like this on basically a piece of glass. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. pretty cool. And, and as I said, it, 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 it seems very similar. In this article, it seemed very similar to... Um, the data cube from what was the movie total recall no not total recall i, I can't remember and it was like it was a very sci-fi there was a movie 2049 what was that movie anyways i'm not sure but sci-fi. Do, doesn't this uh piece of glass also look like the windows logo <laughs> <laughs> it, it does it does it does yeah good job Ken. It has nothing to do with Windows, but (laughs) (laughs) that's that's as much as you understand the whole article. (laughs) Yeah, and I still didn't get sprayed with confetti, so (laughs) so uh, (laughs) that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have a question of the week. (laughs) We do. (gasps) We do. (laughs) Oh yeah. Are you struggling to call Facebook Meta? Well, now that we've well, clarified, some, now that we've clarified, no, some people are. Yeah. <laughs> the news outlet in Vancouver. Yeah, well, like, but yeah, now we clarified we're not supposed to call it Meta, but just a parent company. So this question's kind of 
Yeah, okay. So it just depends which Facebook we're talking about. The parent right. company Facebook or Facebook Facebook. Right. And is that going to change next week? And are we totally wrong? <laughs> I'm still confused. I'm still calling it Facebook. Yeah, what if what if the news was so what if the Van, yeah, what if the Vancouver place that you thought was wrong is right and the other people are wrong and nobody actually will ever know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, you can follow <laughs> us on you can follow us on Meta. Actually, we don't even have a Facebook account yet, but hey, yeah. So <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> That's true. And YouTube, and Twitch. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was a fun episode of the Tech Chit Chat <laughs> Show. Um, episode nineteen. Good stuff this week. Any final thoughts, there, Stevo? Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keno, part of me wonders if in 10 years somebody will watch this off of archival storage. Yes. So if you waited no. five minutes. They, they won't. <laughs> this is going into the deep archives. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you're watching this off of that 5D storage some year, 10 years, because nobody watched this in 10 years, you know? And if you yeah. did, leave us a message and say hi, yeah. and maybe we'll wait T- back. Tell us if it took 10 seconds to buffer. Yeah. And, yep, let uh, us know. oh man good stuff well thank you everyone for joining us for the tech chit chat show episode 19 remember to like and subscribe follow us here on youtube and twitch if you're watching over there and maybe uh, subscribe on one of our podcasting platforms you can find us everywhere thank you so much for watching and until next time take care happy tech talk